Hello, welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us bad. My name is Bill, this is episode 260. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to everybody. I'm coming to you from what is left of the United States. This is my first recording since democracy took a kick in the nuts with the insurrection at the Capitol. It was interesting, uh, among many things, uh, about that whole incident was how quickly the mainstream public and the media and everyone and politicians went from calling it a protest to an uprising to flat out using the word insurrection, which is understandably not a word that gets thrown around all that much, but I'm not sure what else you would call it. This episode is going out on December, excuse me, on January 17th, I believe, three days before the inauguration. It's not like things are magically going to be all peace and love come January 20th, but I do think people will breathe a sigh of relief, whatever your political affiliation is. Sometimes change is good just to have something different, and uh, we're going to get that on January 20th. Of course, I don't know what's happened in the week. I'm recording this a week ahead of when you're hearing it, um, because that's how my schedule works a lot of times. A lot could have happened in the week between my putting this my voice in this recording and you hearing my voice, but uh, I am hopeful that things have been relatively quiet, and like I say, that you know, in a few more days, the inauguration will come, and whatever your views about Biden and all of the people that come with him, it'll be change. It'll be something different. We can take a breath and think again about what we actually want from our country and our world, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. So we played Acid Drop in episode 259, I believe, and I got some feedback from Sean, he of Pie Factory and Autobiography of a Schnook. He wrote, just listen to your Acid Drop episode, naturally I had to hurry up in all caps, play the game. Acid Drop was only released in regions where PAL was the norm, so I wonder if that had anything to do with you not getting color. If you remember, if you've heard that episode, I was mystified why the game was in black and white and Sean has suggested a reasonable explanation which I never would have thought of because frankly if you haven't figured that out in the last five years I know virtually nothing about how games work. I just look at the pretty colors and I make up a goofy story. That's my uh, modus operandi. Uh, So thank you for suggesting that Sean. Uh, He continues, having said that here's one that should be in color. Yeah so he sent me uh, a thing to uh Uh, to try. Hopefully it'll be in color. I have not, as I'm recording this, had a chance to try it, but I appreciate it, Sean. Thanks. He also adds that he'll post some insights on Patreon. Sean is one of my much appreciated Patreon supporters, so let's see what he had to say. Okay, so here's what he said. I just had to play the game after hearing this episode. I gotta say, turn the volume down and you actually got yourself a pretty good game. Yeah, if you remember, listeners, the, uh, Fear Elise Beethoven is, uh, brutal. Sean continues, problem is that the pale pink and pale blues, I've take your word for that, Sean, are hard to tell apart, at least on my TV. I was able to get color. Go ahead and brag, why don't you? Um, I'm wondering if when I was playing the black and white, I think I said that there were more like, it wasn't so much black and white, it was more like different shades of gray. And I wonder if I was having the comparable problem. My pinks and blues were showing up as different shades of gray. Uh, Sean says, you mentioned that it seems that sometimes you need to get four in a row. I think I know what you're talking about. If you, quote, manually, close quote, make a three plus 
in a row, the blocks disappear. But if a three plus in a row happens because of other blocks falling, they don't actually disappear until you actually add another to the chain. One thing that I think would, it, would help the playability is if it recognized diagonals, as with columns and column-like games. I think Tetris does that, if I'm not mistaken. That's me, not Sean. Uh, Sean says, I'm surprised you're unfamiliar with columns. Sorry to let you down, Sean. It's a fun alternative to Tetris when you're tired of Tetris. Bite your tongue, sir. This is me. How dare you say anyone could get tired of Tetris? Seriously, when Tetris came out, it was pretty awesome. Anyway, Sean says, I was introduced to it via my brother's Sega Game Gear back in the 90s, and to this day, that's my favorite version. I highly recommend getting Strato Gems Deluxe, which is a homebrew column clone, columns clone from John Payson, a.k.a. Supercat, on Atari Age. The same guy who did Toy Shop Trouble. Ooh, I like that. Great game, and it uses the Atari box. All right. Well, thanks for all of that, Sean. Uh, that is... As always, a whole heap of knowledge I never could have come up with myself. The game Acid Drop was pretty frustrating. I like Tetris. I don't know Columns, like you said. I should check it out. Perhaps I will. Probably I will. And I, I will check out the uh, the color version of Acid Drop, because maybe that adds to the fun? I, I don't know. I still have my doubts whether this is a particularly good game. But, you know, everyone deserves a second chance, right? Okay, well thanks, Sean. Keep the comments coming. All you listeners, if you want to reach out and tell me that I don't know things about video games, please do, in one of the ways that I'm available to be contacted. All right, now that I've talked about the big picture of the world, I'll talk about me. It is the 17th. That means you still have a few days to register for the book giveaway, my short story collection, Hell Serial, Very Short Stories Fortified with Essential Syllables, is on sale now wherever you like to get your books. Please go check it out. If you do check it out, please remember to go back to that place and leave a review. It doesn't just make me happy, but you know how reviews work, right? It, it attracts people's attention. Online book sites, it helps jiggle the algorithm, which sounds awesome. Uh, I wouldn't mind a little algorithm jiggling. And uh, you know, puts the book out there so that more people see it. So please do that. But the best part for you right now is for a few more days, you can register at goodreads.com on the Hell Serial page over there for a shot at winning a free copy, free, free print copy of the book from me. So please do that. Please tell your friends. If you see my posts about that on social media, please retweet them or share them or whatever so that more people see it. All right. Well, since there's absolutely nothing else going on in the world right now, let's get on to this week's show and this week's game. This week's game is Moto Rodeo from Atari 1990. This is another in the era of late coming to the end of Atari 2600 games. Not the last one. Last week on the show, Acid Drop was our game, and that was reputedly the last quote-unquote commercially available Atari game. This is not the last one, but it is among that last group getting towards the end. So this is a 1990 game. By then, of course, we, they were competing with Nintendo, big time. And I, I guess, like, uh, I was a Nintendo kid, but I guess, like, what, Sega and so forth were out there. Um, I never owned a Sega. I should fix that. I don't have my Nintendo, my NES anymore either. I, I've grumbled about this before on the show. My parents gave it away after I went to college. Um, I played the hell out of that thing, but I don't have it anymore. I do have my, what is it, Nintendo 64 over here on the shelf. Henry's gotten that out every once in a while. I haven't played it for a long time, but I do enjoy that as well. If anyone has any suggestions for Nintendo 64 games, I'm not going to do them on the show, of course. This is Atari stuff here, but just for my own fun, 
you know, because you can pick up cheap games every once in a while. Uh, throw out some ideas. While you're at it, I've still got a PlayStation 2 over here. If you have some ideas for games for that, shout them out. An Xbox 360. My kid wanted the, what's it called, PlayStation 5 or whatever for Christmas. And I looked at the price and I was like, yeah, no kid. Uh, Santa Claus isn't rolling in that much cash. So we still have older gaming equipment. I know, first world problems and all that. But anyway, we're not talking about any of those things this week. We're talking about Moto Rodeo programmed by Steve DeFrisco. It is a monster truck game. I I know some people go nuts over monster truck rallies and they love to go to these things and scream and yell and root for their favorite trucks and all that. I, I have never been a monster truck guy. I don't totally get it. I mean, intellectually I get it, right? These huge machines doing all these tricks and racing and loud engines and whatever, but and a pure enjoyment level I look at, it's like, okay, I guess. I, I don't really get it. But in the interest of being a completist for the Atari games, we're doing this game. So here's how Moto Rodeo works. You're second in the grueling competition of an all-day Moto Rodeo. Your customized truck, a cherry little number, speeds through the dangerous obstacle course. You quickly break through a brick wall, rumble through a muddy ditch, and jump high into the air. You grin widely as you land on a Plymouth, I like the very specific choice of calling it a Plymouth and not just a car. Makes me wonder if the author of this blurb had some issue with Plymouths. Anyway, crushing it beneath the weight of your monster truck. Up until now, sorry, up till now, it's very colloquial, you and your opponent, Trucker Tom, have been neck and neck throughout the competition, but you've just pulled ahead. Your truck paid its dues during the early part of the competition, but you're confident that you've got the skills needed to outmaneuver Tom as you race for the finish line. That guy sucks. Don't worry about it. That was me, not the manual. Your adrenaline pounds. You psych yourself up for the few remaining obstacles. You're only slightly ahead of Tom, but there are still a few more walls and cars to crush. Good thing you learned quickly to jump the mud, which is slowing Tom down. You rev your engine, add a burst of acceleration, and jump the last mud hole. As you race for the finish line, trucker Tom has finally met his match! Exclamation point. So the manual makes sure... It makes sure to tell us that you can also play this on your 7800. Insert the cartridge, plug in the controller. You can play a two-player game if you so choose. You put in the game, title screen comes up. You can select between point scoring and timing. The little bit that I played, it was all timing stuff. Move the left player difficulty setting switch on the game system to position A for point scoring and to position B for timing. I didn't bother with that. As you know, frequently when I play these games for the field report and whatnot, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the difficulty switches and I stuck with that today so I was on timing the whole time. If you are in timing mode the first player to cross the finish line wins. Move each connected controller forward or backward to select player or computer. Then select the type of vehicle, truck or blazer, equipped with either tires or tracks. Tires allow you to go over obstacles easier with tracks you bounce higher making it easier to fly over obstacles then press the fire button of either controller. I think in the fuel report I grumble about how the tires kind of look like little cyclones instead of tires. That's probably because they were tracks. The selection screens are not the clearest, and I was being an old man and not totally understanding what I was looking at. Which is also why in the field report, I stop halfway through the competition because Henry says, hey, I think you're still in practice mode. So I went back and it turns out, well, no, I wasn't. I was in competition mode. But you can see some practice stuff too. So there you go. The second selection screen offers either competition or practice competition. 
you play against another player or the computer. A competition includes all obstacles. Move the controller forward or backward to highlight easy, medium, or hard, and press the fire button to begin the competition. In practice mode, move the controller forward or backward to highlight jump, platform, car crush, wall, spring ramp, mud, or spin. Press the fire button to begin a practice run of the obstacle you selected. We're going to get into the controls here in a second, but I, I tried some of the different practice rounds, but despite the impression they give you in the manual, you don't have a whole lot of control over what's going on. I mean, you can make your car go by pressing the button. But beyond that, you're not doing a whole lot. Your car goes, it hits the ramp, or it doesn't. I mean, it always hits the ramp. It always hits everything. It hits the ramp, and either you go over the ramp, or the ramp is not up. We'll get into that in a second. And you just kind of smash into it. I, I was a little frustrated with the controls, uh, which we'll talk about now. The following optional game controls allow you to pause and restart the game. To pause the game on a 7800, press pause. There is no pause option when you play Moto Rodeo on a 2600 game system. So, P before you start. To return to the opening screen and restart the game with the currently selected options, press reset. Moto Rodeo is a multi-obstacle split-screen trucking extravaganza. When you compete against an opponent or the computer, each obstacle you encounter requires speed, timing, and maneuvering skill. So, before you enter the competition, practice maneuvering through each of the eight obstacles. Use the fire button and controller to speed up and maneuver your truck or blazer. Press the fire button to accelerate. If you picked up a nitro unit, an N just kind of floats in the sky over your uh, track, a uh, big N. If you get one of those, you can tap the directional control forward to use the nitro for a quick burst of extra acceleration and a small jump. Wriggle, this might be the first time I've ever seen the word wriggle in an Atari manual, but there it is. Wriggle the directional control right and left to move quickly through muddy bogs. Move the directional control left or right to control spin while you jump. Move the directional control right for clockwise and left for counterclockwise. Move the directional control backward to do a wheelie if you are on flat ground. Like I said, all of this in the actual play feels really meaningless. Because I noticed virtually no difference whether I messed around with the joystick or I didn't. Practice. Use the practice sessions to gain experience with each obstacle you'll find during the competition run. You gain points during each practice run. Learn to jump and control your truck or blazer in the air. Landing upright gains extra points. Practice racing up a short triangular ramp and you learn to jump and land. During this practice session, you'll find some mud to plow through. Jumps to make, nitro to get, and 50 point bonuses to earn. Platforms are as long as your truck or blazer and are suspended in midair. You can use platforms to extend your jump or gain extra points. You also find muddy ditches to plow through, jumps, nitro, and 50-point bonuses to earn as you move from one practice platform to the, to the next. Learn to crush the white cars after landing on top of the car. Wriggle the controller left or right to crush the car again. If you do a wheelie, when you start to crush a car, you'll jump instead of continuing to crush the car. Combine your car crushing skills with your ability to drive through mud. Use platforms, pick up nitro, and earn 50 bonus points. Or you can ram a wall to knock it down. You might have to hit it a few times. The faster you drive, the faster you'll knock it down. Besides breaking down walls, you'll need to make daring jumps. Use suspended platforms. Every one of these sections that tells you how to do a thing ends with them telling you, but you might still have to do other things too, which seems sort of pointless. There's a platform on the ground that throws your truck or blazer into the air as you drive across it. You can use the spring to gain nitro and 50 bonus points suspended in the air. Ramps move from vehicle to jump position. Sorry, ramps move from vertical to jump position to flat on the ground. If vertical, the ramp is a barrier, knock it down. If in jump position, use the ramp as you would a regular jump. When the ramp is up flat on the ground, it isn't a barrier, and you can use the ramp to jump. Learn to jump or quickly maneuver your truck or blazer through muddy bogs. 
by wriggling the controller left and right. The spin ramp is fixed in a curve. In the field report, I keep calling it a cucumber, because to me it looks like a cucumber. When you hit the ramp, it spins your truck or blazer into the air and into a spin. This is another obstacle you need to learn how to control if you expect to win a competition. Once you have mastered the skills needed to complete the obstacle course, you are ready to go head-to-head against an opponent. Compete against a friend, or if you don't have any friends, you compete against the computer. The goal of the competition is to outscore the other driver. Collect points as you drive through the course, but don't take too much time. A bonus awaits the first driver to cross the finish line. Strategy. Do a wheelie when you hit an obstacle. You will fly a little higher and further. Only use nitro when you are on the ground and in an upright position. Wriggle the controller left and right to get out of the mud faster. Scoring. Point values range from 5 points for landing upright and flat from a jump, up to 100 points for finishing the track first. And that is how you play Moto Rodeo from Atari. I'm not rich or famous. I'm not a movie star, rock icon, first responder, nurse, doctor, or anybody else whom we all look up to. I'm just a schnook. Just like Bill, I love to tell stories. Unlike Bill, though, I'm not creative enough to write my own, so I just tell my own real-life stories in this book-read-by-the-author-style podcast, all about life lessons growing up, and every episode, a segment about music. Music that I love, artists that I admire, and sometimes even my own music. You can find Autobiography of a Schnook on all your favorite podcast suppliers, or you can go to schnookpodcast.com. That's S-C-H-N-O-O-K podcast.com. And I firmly believe the good goes around, and I sincerely hope that Autobiography of a Schnook proves to be some good that goes around your way. Atari Protos observes that during the revival years from 86 to 90, there were, there were great strides made in 2600 programming. Games released during this time were bigger and more impressive than ever before. A game as large and complex as Moto Rodeo would never have been thought possible on the 2600, but after 13 years, the programmers had learned a thing or two. However, they also observed that Moto Rodeo simply moves too fast and requires too many complex moves to make it anything more than an exercise in frustration. Moto Rodeo is a good example of how bigger isn't always better. While it may not be the ultimate 2600 game, Moto Rodeo is still a technological breakthrough and showed what the 2600 could do if pushed to its limits, and then some. If you can get past the difficult gameplay, you'll find a fast-paced, fast albeit complex, racing game that will satisfy your 8-bit monster truck needs. The video game critic gives Moto Rodeo a B, calling the game super rare. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but that's what they call it. Played on a split screen, it kind of reminds me, said the critic, of Excite Bike. For the NES 1984, for a 1990 title, the graphics are pretty plain, with small trucks, single-colored obstacles, and no background scenery. At least your tires are round, small victory there, and the vehicles you crush actually model damage. Turbo power-ups let you catch big air, which is terrific fun, but plowing through mud by moving the joystick back and forth is just arduous. Moto Rodeo lets you race for time or points, and the computer opponent is definitely a worthy competitor. Woodrain Wonderland says it always kind of tickles me that Atari was releasing games for the 2600 as late as 1990, but kind of saddens me at the same time. If Atari could have weathered the crash, releasing the 7800 in 84 like it was supposed to, and released a next-gen system to compete with the NES by 86 or 87, they may have been ahead of the market. Instead, they waited until 86 to release the by-then-inferior 7800 and continued to promote the ancient 2600. Motor Rodeo is a pretty okay game, kind of like Excitebike but with monster trucks and a lot more obstacles and scoring opportunities. Not to say it's as good as Excitebike, but it's not bad. 
There's a lot of action going on, but the challenge is reasonable. The controls are nice and responsive, graphics and sounds are okay, but nothing special. While not essential, Motor Rodeo is a fun little cart that is worth your while, especially if you like racing stunting games. B minus. For those who are unclear about this, a monster truck is a specialized truck with heavy-duty suspension, four-wheel steering, and oversized tires constructed for competition and entertainment uses. They were originally created by modifying stock pickup trucks and sport utility vehicles, but have evolved into purpose-built vehicles with tube frame chassis and fiberglass bodies rather than metal. A competition monster truck is typically 12 feet tall and equipped with 66-inch off-road tires. They developed in the late 70s and came into public eye in the early 80s as side acts at popular motocross tractor pulling. Motocross? And mudbogging events, where they were used in car crushing demonstrations. Today, they're usually the main attraction with motocross, mudbogging, ATV racing, or demolition derbies as sporting events. There are typically two main events at a monster truck show, the race, and freestyle competition. Races are conducted as a single elimination tournament, which may include obstacles such as junk cars or dirt mounds. In freestyle events, each driver puts on a performance consisting of stunts such as obstacle jumps, backflips, wheelies, and donuts. Man, I want a donut now. Anyway, a panel of judges assigns points to each performance, and the driver with the most points is declared the winner. Historically, additional vehicles for the drivers to crush, such as motorhomes and school buses, were placed on the track specifically for the freestyle event. However, incidences of debris flying into the stands and causing serious injuries have influenced most event promoters to turn away from such obstacles. Most freestyle courses now consist mostly of larger mounds, large mounds and ramps erected to allow the trucks to perform large jumps and wheelies upon landing. There you go. After the break, we shove an engine in a Palomino and then hug a rodeo clown. I think that's how Moto Rodeo works. Everybody, we're going to the Monster Truck Rally. Woohoo! We're playing Moto Rodeo today. Yeah, that's the thing we're doing. So, let's do that thing. Title screen. We can choose players, we can choose, I guess, trucks? I don't quite understand it. Alright, so, me, that's me, player, blazer tracks. Computer is truck tires, I guess. competition at the medium setting, let's say. That's some snappy music. Everybody take a moment for this music. Okay. On the red truck or orange truck up at the top. Computers, the uh, blue truck. I immediately went into the mud. Ramp. Platform. Ramp. Smash that ramp. They look the same. It is a little weird, but there's the ramp, ramp, get out of my way, ramp. Smash that car. Into the mud. Cucumber, that's what it looks like to me anyway. Smash, over the platform, ramp. Um, the cars look a little weird. You got that little cyclone thing underneath that's supposed to be the tires. Um, I guess the ramps look like ramps. That thing looks like a cucumber. Nitro! Hit a nitro! Woo! That didn't last long. 
Mud just looks like a pond to me. Doesn't really look all that muddy. Wall. This game gets really repetitive really fast. Like Henry said, both your uh, paths look the same. I have no idea how far I've progressed on the track. I don't know how I'm doing in relation to the other car. They're, they're doing the same thing they have the same time. Yeah, exactly. So, it's a competition, but I don't know how I'm doing. Oh, you're, you're in practice mode. Is this practice mode? Yeah. I thought it was a competition. No, it's a down there and hit the reset button, please. Alright, so I want a competition. psyched me out. For the record, competition, I've done the competition before, it just keeps doing what we were seeing, and then one of you gets to the uh, checkered flag at the end, and then the other one finishes and shows your times on the screen. Here's some car crushing. We'll practice some car crushing. I'm mostly just flying over them. I think that's the kind of stuff you're supposed to be able to do, but... Button makes you go. The ramp 
or the joystick, I think, basically, is the instruction, so it lets you wriggle your car to, like, get out of the mud quicker, supposedly. But I haven't really noticed any difference. But if I don't push the button, he just kind of sits there. Platform. Wall. Nitro, when the uh, power line turned red, in case you had picked up on that. Alright, well, that's a taste of Moto Rodeo. Uh, back to you in the studio. Hey Atari fans, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Join Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review cartridge-based games for the Atari's last answer, the 8-bit gaming system, as well as delve deep into their history. Here we'll also introduce everyone to the UK's budget games. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com. Hey, let's take a break from you listening to me talk so that you can listen to me talk. Hell's Serial, Very Short Stories Fortified with Essential Syllables, is the new short story collection from, well, me. Every box, or book, is chock full of bite-sized stories in every genre from sci-fi to fantasy to literary fiction to cheesy spy stories and everything in between. Zombies in love, twisted car races, and the aforementioned devilish breakfast food are just some of the tasty bites you'll find. Toy surprises? You bet. How about social commentary and the meaning of life? Pizza Dakota ring any day. With both funny stuff and drama, Hell's Cereal gives you the marshmallows and the toasted oat flakes. Oh, in words. Lots of those, too. Pick up Hell's Cereal, very short stories fortified with essential syllables, wherever you'd like to get your books. Not cereal. Here's the thing about Moto Rodeo. Like I said, to some extent, this game didn't really have a chance with me because I don't get the Moto... the... the monster truck thing. Having said that, the game kind of fails with me because it's frustrating and boring at the same time. Like I said, I don't feel like the controls are all that responsive. It's The game is super repetitive and you don't have a whole lot of control over what you're doing. At least that's how I feel. The one review that mentioned that there's no background uh, was correct. It's just blue. Just blue sky. So there's not much to look at except your truck which, I, I mean, just you're supposed to be looking at your truck. Maybe that's not so bad, but it's just not that pleasing of a background. I guess the uh, items that you're looking at look like what they're supposed to be, right? A truck and a ramp and another ramp and some more ramps and, oh, look, there's some mud and an N, but that's about it over and over and over again. Uh, there's no sound. Well, there's sound, but it's just the droning of an engine. There's no audience cheering, there's no music, no sound of crushing cars. It's just the drone of an engine. I don't know it's a bad game, but I don't think it's a good game either. Were I inclined to give grades on this show, which I don't really, but if I did, I don't know, I'd give it a C maybe. It's okay. Not good or bad. So, there you go. If you have thoughts about Moto Rodeo, or Monster Trucks, or anything really, uh, just contact me uh, in one of the ways that you know how to do that. And if you don't know how to do that, just keep listening and I'll tell you at the end of the show. E 
it's story time on Atari Bites. Yes, it's story, 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 story time with Bill. This week's story comes to us from Bad Poetry Corner, where the monster trucks park, a decima. Night falls, shrouded, growling beast's heart. Headlights below sodium lights. Shadows scurry. Today's last flight. This is where the monster trucks park. Post-methanol arena larks. Backflips and wheelies, cheering crowds, erupt when trucks through lines plowed. But wait, where's Bill and truck Riffic? Far-off engine grinds, noise terrific. A constant search for fans to wow. Hi, this is 8-Bit Rocket, Jeff Fulton from the Into the Vertical Blank Generation Atari podcast. And you are listening to the incomparable William Pepper and his wonderful stories of the game within a game on the Atari Bytes podcast. When you are done here, come visit us in the Vertical Blank. Now, back to Bill. And that's our show. Thanks to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the Storytime theme. Thanks to at MTARP for the What Game is Henry Playing while we podcast about a different game theme, which you didn't hear this week, but you do periodically. And uh, I would remind you that when he submitted that to me, he encouraged anyone who would like to send me a replacement theme to do so. Uh, I would expand that call to say that if anyone has any theme ideas or jingle ideas or bumper ideas for me to use on the show send them i'll happily use them roll your fat review tires over to apple podcast arena and leave a five-star review of this show crush a plymouth while you're on the way i will totally deny that i told you to crush plymouth if the cops asked email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com like the show on our facebook page follow the show on twitter at ataribytes or follow me personally at carnival of glee Also, check us out on Instagram. Don't forget, it's been a while since I got one, but you can call and leave a voicemail. I'm not going to answer the phone. Don't take it personally, but uh, I just don't do that. Um, But you can leave a message at 563-265-1978 about Moto Rodeo, Monster Trucks, Atari, stories, writing, dogs. I don't care. Whatever you want to leave a message about, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to play it on the show. So I would encourage you to do that. Check out the website, www.carnivalofgleecreations.com, for information and links about this show, for my other show, it's a podcast, Charlie Brown, and for books that I've written, including Hell Serial, Very Short Stories Fortified with Essential Syllables, which is on sale now. And I've got other books on sale now, too. Information about all that stuff is over there at the website. Please consider supporting the show, helping keep the lights on here as a subscriber on the Atari Bytes Patreon page, link in the show notes. I would be very grateful to you for that because, frankly, the current Patreon subscribers need some supervision. Having said that, big thanks to patrons Michael Tyler, Jose Gazeta, Sean Courtney, M. West, Jim Goble, and Patrick McCarthy. Uh, Once again, don't forget to uh, go sign up at goodreads.com, the Hell Serial page over there, to get in on the book giveaway and tell your friends to do the same. All right, we're just about out of here. So, next time on Atari Bytes. We're playing a game called Off the Wall. And if there was ever a time for a game called Off the Wall, it's uh, the 2020, early 2021 period. 
because pretty much everything is off the wall. So we'll find out what that game is next week and storify the hell out of it. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you.